From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 345, and today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks and ExpressVPN. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are hey, you? big business boy. <laughs> big wow. business money boy Brad. That's that's his big. full name now. We're going to get into that a little bit later on, I think. Well, we're definitely going Brad, to. Brad's a big boy now. Big business boy, money boy. That's what we'll call him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to start off with some follow up, though. We're gonna we're gonna bury we're gonna bury the big topic um, after some some follow up and some news items, as we always do. Lots of good news, lots of follow up and good news items. Yeah, you seem like you're in a good mood today. There's a lot I actually want to talk about besides good. my own stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I got my Mark One, mm-hmm. or my two Mark Ones, I should say. Uh, nice. But I immediately lost one to my wife. Oh, so, nice! Yeah. I was wondering what this meant. I was I was ready for like a legitimate loss uh, based on the show notes I'm reading here, but you uh, no, I didn't. You lost. trolled me there, and Adina's actually stolen one because yep. it's a darn good pen, right? They did not last very long. Uh, she has the the black one now, and I have the white one. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I will repeat everything that you said. Of course, it's wonderful. The knock is wonderful. It was funny because I have like three prototypes of the mark one now Mm -hmm. and i was comparing the mechanism to some of the old ones and Mm -hmm. that was a big surprise to me uh it was just funny it was like oh yeah it was a really good idea that you went back to the drawing board on this one (laughs) because that that standard knock that schmidt make is a junk right so i'm really it's fine i don't i don't i don't think it's junk but i understand that let me let me dislike for it it is comparably junk on its own, it's fine. Fair. When you Fair. compare it to this thing, it's mushy and so unsatisfying, yes. right? Like, it's not good. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, the problem that we've discussed for years is that's your choice. Yes. It's either Schmidt or you create your own. And a lot of people have decided to create their own because it's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make your product special. Not at all. Because it goes squish. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels. Uh, But the Mark (laughs) 1 is incredible. And again, like I will uh, echo what you said about the tolerances of this pen. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm shaking it around now. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Silent. Nothing moves in this pen except the things that need to move. And Mm -hmm. it is obscene how well this thing is made. So, obviously, Studio Neat did a wonderful, wonderful job. I love the white and the the copper love 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 that yep. combination um just if you haven't got one of these you should get one um they're still shipping out i think they're having some problems with the white ones but they should all be shipped out in february i think there was yeah so. they sent out a email yesterday or this morning something i read mm-hmm. and also quick quick shout out to uh our buddies dan and tom uh Dan reached out to me yesterday on our our product launch of the spoke pen, which we'll talk about yesterday, and I really appreciate his support for that. Um, you know, we're all in this all in this thing together, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, supporting supporting your buddies and doing good things and sharing good work. You know, is always really really appreciated. So thank you. But there was some new there's some new products there's some new Cavecos. What do you? Think yeah, actually, I meant to put these in the show notes last week, and we just got so busy, and I've been wanting to talk about these. So there's two things: one, the Frosted Sport, which is going to be the new primary sport lineup for this year. Every year they kind of do something a little bit with the sport lineup, which is the base plastic model, probably one of my favorite pocket pens going. 
and these frosted models are awesome. This is going to be a problem for me because there is more than one in my future, right? I mm-hmm. think they're that good because not only are the barrel designs cool with the frosted look, it's kind of that semi-translucency, but it's all silver trim, right? That's all you need to sell me on something is make it all silver trim, right? Like if these had gold trim, I might pick one up. And now I'm looking at these like, I'm probably going to need three <laughs> or all. I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, here's a question for the chat. And this may have come up before. And our question for our listeners, they can get with me later. Are these Kaveco, the plastic barrel ones, eyedropperable? It seems like no, because I don't see that very common. So I haven't looked at the internals enough to see if there's any kind of mechanism to stop the ink flow out. But man, these would look cool if you could eyedropper these. But even if you can't, I'm I'm in. Frosted sport, I'm in. What do you you think? Slightly translucent, right? So if you could eyedropper these. All right. So uh, chat room says absolutely yes. So chat room is filled with yeses right now. So that might be that might be a new project for me. Uh, this year to get a few of these and I drop them up. So I, would, cool. I, I just never, I never use it. Right. Yep. Like, cause it's in the same way that Franklin Christoph's look good. I drop it. These will too. So, uh, right. Yeah. I'm up for that. I really like the look of these. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the pink is really good. That green and blue, the yellow. Oh, God, uh, yeah. all of them. I mean, it's honestly, ridiculous. probably the only one I'm not that interested in is the clear one because I have pens mm-hmm. that look like that. Um, I don't have mm-hmm. pens that look like these. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't have mm-hmm. a like a translucent pink or, like, lime right. green pen. So... Right. Yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Like I'm on I'm on board as somebody who hasn't bought Cafeco in a long time. These things for like they're gonna be like twenty five dollars. It's just like usually absolute yeah. no brainer. Like one hundred percent. So, right. do we know when they're going yeah. on sale? Uh, yes, I do. It's in this document. here. Oh, pre-orders are now being with, uh, 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 with the Nibsmith um, saying delivery expected near the end of February. Yeah. So not long. Can I just say about Dan all. Smith? Gets everything. <laughs> right? He's got it going on. He's, He's like, got it going on. I don't know. I don't know like how this happened for him, mm-hmm. but just like mm-hmm. guys got hookups. He's quick on the draw too. Yeah. He does not mess around. He's good to follow on Instagram. It's where I find out about a lot of new products now. Well he takes he takes great pictures too. He, he really does. Pictures. Yeah. Well, I you really need to think about which model you want in the frosted sport because you could really just skip that one and save up for the sterling sport which i know is really what you want right no <laughs> you sure you don't want an sterling silver caveco sport to carry around in your pocket every day no no i Why don't not? want that do you re- did you really think What's i wanted that no, not okay, at all. Okay, <laughs> good. I just checked it because, like, I really don't want it. Um, <laughs> no, no way. No I'm way. pleased that it exists uh, for the people that want it, but, like, under no circumstances am I interested in a sterling silver Caveco sport <laughs> for what I'm sure will be a gabillion dollars. Like, that thing's going to be super expensive. 1,500 euro. Yeah, no thanks. Are you in? No, I'm not no. in. No, you sure? No, no. I'm, okay. I think I might pass on this one. Chat, uh, uh, bang, remind me, six months. Do you really think? Yeah, no, no, I don't. But I like that I'm annoying you with it. So they're making a red, a red Caveco uh, grip too. Um, mm. but this 
product like doesn't work anymore with the new one. Like this product is dead for the new Apple Pencil. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. That flat side uh yeah. killed it. They even call it out in their press release. They're like, oh no, it's not gonna work. Uh, they anymore. have to. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. Unless they create us uh um flat side on their their pen which well, they wouldn't, no, but it's the do. induction charging is the problem that it won't work through the oh yeah true that's true, the true. Issue. The, it will fit yep. like it will 100 fit you could use this with the new apple pencil and it would work like with all of the benefits you had last time but it won't attach and it won't charge so you would have to take it out yeah. of the grip every time you want to charge it so that kind of sucks yeah. it's like killed the product but i think they had a pretty good life for the original one the original one is still sold and is still used by other versions of the ipad so like it still works mm-hmm. but if you have the new apple pencil with the new ipad pro it's not going to work yeah so um yeah this is the uh the the tiffany fountain pen right the like, selling sport belongs yeah. in the yeah. I mean, they sell it with this huge stand, right? Like they know what they're doing, you know. It comes yeah. with this it comes in a huge box with this like display stand that you can put on your on your desk. So like at least they're mm-hmm. owning it, right? Cuz like that's what it should be, but um I don't know who's buying this. I don't know if I've <laughs> ever met someone who loves Caveco this much. I'm sure they exist out there, right? And like cuz it's a cool we will- brand. Like we will see one in person this year. One hundred percent. So I mean I, I do not doubt that we will see one. I just don't know who that person is yet. Um and I want to, I'm fascinated by this pen. I will not own this pen. I'm utterly fascinated by it. Why? I because it's ridiculous. Okay. I mean, in an awesome kind of way. Like I just want to see it. Like I want to see it and I will grin in the ear ear to ear and hand it right back to the person and it's just like I just want to hold it and touch it. Um I don't want to own it, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but I don't know. I'm fascinated. I don't I don't know. I like I'm fascinated by it. But like not in a purchasing it kind of way. Yes, if you will. So, interesting. I it's I, I like when companies make like the crazy thing just so we'll talk about it yeah i've always i'm always down for crazy um something speaking, that's not crazy which, i don't think these are crazy <laughs> these are crazy awesome uh lami's put out a youtube video which is a fun way to show off their special edition products for 2019 it is way mm-hmm. too long it's it's six minutes and 40 seconds uh so mm-hmm. you know I, my recommendation is like youtube has speed controls so like mm-hmm. Just ramp this one up to two times speed, and you'll get done in three minutes. Um, starts. <laughs> well, with a I, I put a link in the. Sh- <laughs> I put in a. I put a link in the show notes that just now that breaks them all down. So okay, it has individual videos. So that's what I watched. These right. are fascinating, right? These are beautiful. They've done a great job. Like, what is what is Lamy doing right now? Because this is amazing. Like I wrote about this in refill this weekend and I wanted to put it in the show notes and I popped in and you'd already dropped it in there. Like this is killer. Like really good job, Lamy. Yeah, I know I give you an extremely hard time. Fan freaking tastic on these videos, yep. right? It's like I need that lime green Pico now. It's good, man. Like I had no interest in buying an Ion. I might have to get a red one. Like what is wrong with you, Lamy? <laughs> they they gotta they need to get on the same page inside the building there because this is amazing. In the same page, like in what who, way? 
it just their releases just don't seem to jive with the visuals that they present. I don't know that whoever whoever commissioned these videos needs to be like the new VP of everything at Lamy or something. Right, but the the the, the colors and stuff are great though, right? I know. So yeah, they're the, great. I mean, it's you know, those all those safaris. I'm into that, yeah. I'm into it. Like, I want all five of them. Mm-hmm. There are five, by the way, which I don't know if we knew before. I'd always been seeing three. But three, yeah. There are five, right? Yeah. Well, at least yep. in the video, so. there are five. It's kind of confusing because the video yeah. shows like a whole big range of colors, but the, it looks like that there's three of them. I'm a bit confused, to be honest. <laughs> but I want them. Well, I want all five that they're showing in the video. Right, so Kavekos and Lamis, that's that's ten pins right there so far this year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, hey, I prefer to want more than I can than I will buy than to be disappointed. I like a wealth mm-hmm. of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's something for you. I received a package from a friend that purported to contain the Lamy Topaz ink cartridges for like the new uh, all-star that they're doing uh, you know this year's limited edition one and I say purported because I'm really not sure like it was I don't know if it's in the real box or not the ink looks brown in the cartridge but it goes down orangey very orangey so I'm hesitant to share it just yet again? I'm trying to get more details on it <laughs> is this what we're no, doing no, no, again no, no, no. Like, we have, do we have to do another uh, Lamy pen serial style show uh, of trying to work out yeah, the uh, yeah so well, you know. yeah, I said I said topaz. It's bronze. It's supposed to be bronze. Mm. So maybe bronze is orangey, but this doesn't look like the pen. But it's a cool color on its own. So we'll see. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to decipher this more. It's from a very trusted source, Michael. But mm. I'm a little bit awkward on that. Speaking of trusted sources, I got a bunch of uh, friends that went to the New York Stationery Show this past week. And we're spilling the beans on Blackwing's new stuff that I couldn't share because I'm a man of my word. They told me, and they told me I couldn't tell. But um, once an image linked on Instagram uh, of this new thing that I had been hearing about, I felt it was fair game. And it's one of the most anticipated things that Blackwing could have done is that's make an extra firm core and a natural wood pencil available in their product lineup and Can they've done I that share all in one. This image? You you may not share this image. Okay. I do not have permission because that image has been pulled down from the Instagrams. Ooh, okay. So there's literally a thing in our show notes that says do not post in show notes. Michael, yep. can you read? Well, but no. Okay. okay. But then but the, I thought cuz then you were like, "Oh, but then stuff started to come out and I thought I could talk about it." So I thought that maybe something had changed since nope. you put the image in. No, I went and looked to see if I could find a live image currently and mm-hmm. I couldn't. So I don't I'm not comfortable putting it in, putting it in there. But I mean, we predicted this or like we wished for this last year, at least I did in for my 2019 what i want to see from companies but it's also like predicting that a is the first letter of the alphabet right it's Mm -hmm, super mm -hmm. obvious that they were going to do this this was the most requested thing by far not just an extra firm core but an all natural pencil so hey they did it all in one so those are going to be coming out next week i think 18th i think was the date on something like that so not too long now so i'm sure they'll be announcing more they uh shared them with all their all the people at the National Air, National Stationery Show, so it's not like a huge secret, but 
their pictures on the internet now. And uh, I felt like it was good enough to uh, share that info because I'm excited about it. That's what I want. And that's what most people want who are Blackwing fans. With all this good news, Mike, we got to bring it down a notch a little bit. Our buddies at Wancher, the Arushi Pin Kickstarter champions of all time, with this crazy, insane project that we thought was crazy insane, but I also felt it was crazy good and I'm a backer and supporter of, has taken quite some time. We assumed that from the beginning. I called Whatever, this. Do you remember? Oh, we both did. I, I said was, it was a moral I think I was much more they will not make skeptical than you, though, just in general, the whole project. Mm-hmm. But I think we both agreed uh, that this mm-hmm. that they would never be able to make these pens <laughs> in the time frames mm-hmm. that they were purporting to be able to to do not not in a million years right that it was just it was just never ever ever going to happen because Mm -hmm. they got too many orders and and it just it just didn't it was like physics felt like they were gonna um yeah uh gonna gonna work against them because they just Mm -hmm. couldn't make these pens fast enough it's just physically impossible to do that yep and i still backed it like i knew like this is gonna take forever and about a year i think we're about exactly a year now later they're starting to ship the first batch of Arushi pens. I didn't get a shipping notification. I was an early backer, and I have a pretty basic. Yeah, they can't believe pen. this. Their the estimated deliveries began were like beginning in April of twenty eighteen. April. <laughs> that, I think that was for Ebonite pens, though. Was that Arushi or just Ebonite? Uh, yeah, you're right. That was just Ebonite. The Arushi yeah, yeah, was yeah. August. Yeah, yeah. So they're about six months late, which isn't too bad. No, no. Like I knew, but that's honestly. That was that part was expected. Like I think if you back this project, you had to go into it expecting that. What you didn't expect if you're a backer was the previous update where they posted about an issue they had with acquiring the rose gold nibs. I actually have a pretty big problem with what they've done here. Um, I don't know all the details other than what they've spelled out in this campaign, but they're saying they basically had a difficult time sourcing the Yovo rose gold nibs. And I just have like a big perception problem with this because we're a year into this project and I don't know how many people backed it. It was several hundred and 30% of them chose rose gold nibs. So say, let's just say for ease of, of uh, conversation, we needed 250 rose gold nibs. Okay. Uh How can you not acquire that within a year? I don't understand. This does not add up in my head. So what they're actually doing is they're punting on the rose gold nib. If you order the rose gold nib, you do not get a choice to get it. What you get is this Wancher custom nib that they've been supposedly working on for four years. And it's not rose gold is a choice, right? It's you buy it for the aesthetic of the color. And... You're not getting that. When you pay this amount of money for a pen, you expect to have it the look that you wanted, and having a gold nib for that is just not going to work for some people. Right, so they're, they're saying then, just so I can I can make sure I'm following, they couldn't get the, the rose gold nibs that they wanted from the place that they wanted, so now they're just not Yovo. doing it? Yeah, like so we, they're not getting them from Yowo. They're not getting Yowo nibs at all. So now they're just like, well, you'll get gold now, not rose gold. And you'll get... Wancher nibs, not Yovo nibs. 
which no one's used the watcher nibs because they're something new that they're getting. And what is the situation for the non-rose gold nibs? You get those. So you're getting the Yowo? Yeah, Yovo rhodium plated nib. Why don't they just swap out the... I mean, you don't know this, but why aren't they just swapping out the rose gold Yovo nibs for other Yovo nibs? That would make it better because this feels like a bait and switch. Because now like, you're getting this feels like, dirty. <laughs> can you can you even swap the nib yourself? Like what a wancher nibs going? Yeah. Like what feeds it are going on to? Uh, that's a good point. The wancher, I don't know. I'm imagine. I mean, did Yovo make these wancher nibs? Don't know. Because the thing is, right? Like if I mean, someone you know has this, to make them, if you get a Yovo nib, you can swap it out for other Yovo nibs, right? But like, mm-hmm. what are these wancher nibs? Like, what are they? Because yeah. You maybe can't swap it out so easily, which yeah. which that's that really sucks. This just feels like a mistake. Like this feels wrong in the people that are getting affected. Uh, uh, I feel like, like I this would is be a decision super upset that they shouldn't have just made on their own. Yep. Hmm. I would be annoyed about this. I really would be. Annoyed I would be about too. This. Like I, I'm not affected by it, but. It's super. I, if I was, I would be hot. Like this is not a suitable answer to me. Um, for for what they're doing. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know what their feedback's been like. But um, I will say though, if this is the biggest problem that they encounter and talk about, like that is a big surprise to me because I figured they would have way more than than this when it comes to the issues. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just weird. It's like not all or none. It's partials, and it's not original. I don't know. It's super confusing. I just that I have a problem with the timing is what I have a problem with, right? The quantity is not that large. I don't feel for twelve months of sourcing. It it's weird. It's it sounds weird. So I don't know. You know, there's there's gonna be some people that should be rightfully upset. I don't know, but. Mm. The the I think the problem I really have is you paid a lot of money for this pen. Not me, right? But the royal you. Well, the royal the <laughs> yes, the royal you paid a lot of money for this pen, and mm. I'll be danged. I want I want what I ordered on this case or some other type of reasonable choice. Um, they're basically being told, not being able to choose. Kind yeah, of so, you would want like for like, and I don't know if you're gonna get that. Right, that's the thing is we don't know. This pen, this new nib, could be the best nib ever created, known to man. Well, I'm also gonna, I will maintain, nobody even knows what they're getting at all. Yeah, no one knows what these pens are gonna turn out like yet, because nobody's mm-hmm. gotten them. I am so fascinated to see what they turn out like, and honestly, not the one you get. Sure, right. I wanna. I, yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what people talk about right yeah. just the average person and i'm again we're going to we're going to be seeing some i'm Arushi not trying to like soon. cast aspersions on this company but like just in general if brad backs a kickstarter campaign i am more interested to see i i, I always keep my eye on what other people saying <laughs> right <laughs> well, like sometimes- if i'm the person making a pen and you back it i'm going to i am going to like Double, yes. triple, 1,000 check your one. Yeah, I get a, like a little highlight mark or a star next to my name. I understand. Yeah. Like, it better it better be right, right? It better be right. <laughs> so like it's always a point of like checking what other people say too, 
right? Which is like the same with yep. the Mark One, right? Like you got yep. yours, you loved it. I got mine, I loved it. But again, I know that mine was picked out and sent to me in advance because they had to send me some other stuff too. I'm um, assuming mine was too because I've had mine for weeks. Yeah, but so, but in the same vein, like I'm always then going to keep an eye on like what other people are saying and. You know, I I can see on Twitter that people are super excited about the Mark One, right? Because mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. like they retweet the people that are super excited about it, but like they're regular customers, so mm-hmm. it, it, that I kind of treat the the launch of the same. I'm sure yours is going to be good, but I want to see what other people are saying about it too, because who knows? Who exactly. knows? Nobody knows. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree with that. Like, you have to take a lot of things I say and, like, uh, apply some context to them, mm-hmm. things like that. So, for sure, things to think about. So, this is uh, a long way from over, and we're already a long way into it. So, um, you know, we're not uh, in any kind of scribble pen territory here, but it's uh, it's getting interesting, Mike. It's getting mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Whew. <laughs> smoke break <laughs> let's take an ad break let's talk about expressvpn they're our first sponsor of today's episode i don't you know i just these days it you cannot walk in any direction without seeing something about some security breach somewhere yeah. someone's got your data someone's using your data badly this is the world that we live in today and so it's only becoming more and more natural to worry about where your data is going and where your private information is and what risks you're taking. You're being tracked every day by social media websites and marketing companies, maybe even your internet provider. They want your browsing history. They want to know where you're going. Take back your privacy with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click. They have easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of all your devices, computer, your phone, your tablet, and it costs less than $7 a month. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. And, I mean, I agree. I've loved it. It's super fast. Super easy. Like when I was traveling in Seattle, I just had it on all the time because I was connecting to a lot of public Wi-Fi networks. And on, I came home and left it on on my iPad for like a week and a half and didn't notice the difference. Like I, there was no speed changes or anything. And yeah, it's great. Like if you ever need to use public Wi-Fi and you want to keep the bad guys away, you should try out ExpressVPN. Like I've been very, very happy with it. And they have a bunch of information on their website so you can find out more and you can find out about like kind of their practices and what they believe in. Go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict. If you don't want your online history in the hands of your internet provider or data resellers, ExpressVPN is the answer. And you can get three months free of a one-year package when you go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict. That is expressvpn.com slash penaddict for three extra months free of a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the, their support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah, I told you I bought it after they sponsored last time because yep. I already used a one provider. I Since they were sponsoring the show, I've said, hey, I'll give them a shot. Use the, the code penaddict. It, I mean, I'm technically inclined as it is, but I need products like this to be super simple to set up and install in all my on all my devices and it was just it was dead simple it's working well i haven't really traveled with it much yet but that's why i use a lot of the vpn for but i've had it on the house don't notice anything anything different so the, that's what i want to see out of a product like this so yeah very good yeah and i've looked at the uh, look 
I'm no lawyer, but like I've looked at their privacy policy and it makes sense to me. Like I am personally happy using this service. So um, mm. they they do a lot of really interesting stuff about the way that they look after data and get rid of data. So definitely really yep. great. I'm very happy with them. Big news, big news. Brad Dowdy <laughs> finally has made a pen. Now let me, I want to give a bit of background about this because this isn't the first time that we've made statements like that. Brad has had pens in the past, so the uh, F- uh, Franklin Kristoff pen and the Retro 51s. But these are pens, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, that already existed that were given the Brad Dowdy treatment, right, in some way. Yeah, some that's a good art, way to... Right, yeah. like some design flair to them that you like. Yeah. But this pen, built in collaboration with Spoke Design, who make that wonderful pencil that we spoke about a little while ago, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about again in a minute. This is a straight-up Brad Dowdy design like influenced pen like straight from the from the ground up this isn't just a color thing this is a i want to make a pen for a specific reason and it want i want it to have these features let's make that pen like how you work with jeff to make the cases you want you know like this is a very similar situation i would probably say right in Mm. which you have worked with brian to create the pen that you want yeah, I that's the more I think about this relationship with me and Brian and Spokepin and me and Jeff and not it is eerily similar in that I've been lucky enough to find people that can make the things that are in my head. <laughs> and that's a challenge, right? <laughs> because I can't do the things that Jeff does and I can't do the things that Brian does, but they don't bring to the table what I can bring. So yep. it's kind of like this good match. Also, on, like that that like, idea has been a great inspiration to me. We haven't spoken about it yet, but I'm in the mm-hmm. realm of starting my own company that makes stuff. Um, mm-hmm. with this is something that me and Gray are working on together. It's a company called Cortex Brand. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been we are we've kind of unveiled it recently, and we're working on stuff. But it's the same idea. Like I have ideas, we have ideas, but I can't do them. So I need to right. find people to help me do them. So mm-hmm. yeah, and that is super not easy to find those people, right? No. that's why I don't. That's why I don't didn't make a pen four or five years ago when mm-hmm. people were saying, "Hey, you should make a pen." I was like, "Well, it's got to feel right. It's got to be right. I I have to understand everything more than I understand it now. I got to decide on, you know, does something does it need to exist? Is there a market for it? All these things like just years and years and years are just rattling around in my head. And then boom, project yesterday. <laughs> That's how it happens, Mike. You just you just open up the computer and go, "I'm gonna have a project today," and you click the button and go. Yeah, I don't think it's that easy, but we can get into some of the details. So I will run through some of the specifics. It's on Kickstarter right now. It launched yesterday, February 5th, and there's 31 days to go. 457 backers at the moment. It was a goal of $20,000, which was met in two hours. uh, Two hours. Which was wild to watch that happening. That was... Not yeah. expected. No. The project is at $38,000 right now. So probably by the time you're hearing this, it's at 200% um, would, would be my expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so much fun yesterday for me. I can't even imagine what it was like for you to watch the numbers just like ticking, ticking, ticking all the way through. So that that's incredible. Uh, congratulations to you and Brian Thank you. for this. Um, so the pen will be made. 
uh, obviously, and many, many more of them are going to be made. Um, I want to know, though, going kind of back to the beginning, why why did this partnership begin? Uh, why did it happen? Um, and then kind of how did it lead to this pen? Yeah, Brian had been making stuff like stationary products for years before I even noticed Spoke Pencil. Like I remember their, the very first Spoke Pencil. I remember seeing that. He might have even emailed me years and years ago or someone sent it to me. Hey, look at this Kickstarter project for this pencil. I was like, eh, okay, I'm not really going to use that, but cool. Yeah, looks good. And then just moved on. And that was like the Spoke Pencil version one. And then he's had a version two and a version three. And I never noticed or saw any of those, didn't know they existed. And then the Spoke Pen f- Spoke Pencil 4 yep. launched and I saw some Instagram pictures of it. I was like, whoa, I need that. Like, that's we my pencil. We both have one. You showed it to yeah. me and I was like, oh, damn, no, I'm going to buy it. And I bought one. Yeah. I was like, that's my pencil. Mm-hmm. Like, who makes, what's the deal here? And I was like, Spoke. Yeah, that kind of sounds familiar. Then I went back and looked at the first project. I was like, oh, that kind of sounds familiar. So I bought mine. Uh, got it, raved about it. Um, you know, I don't know if Brian mailed emailed me first saying, "Hey, thanks for sharing that." He probably did, and uh, or I reached out to him. But that was I went back and looked through my emails, and we I ordered it on December like twenty second. <laughs> it was like my Christmas present to me, I guess. And then I got the pen in early pencil in early January, and then I found this email, Mike. Let's see, from January fifteenth. 2018 me to brian you free now i have ideas oh, gosh. <laughs> and here we are that's how it starts with me <laughs> yeah I was just, so that is a very brad dowdy uh situation um for sure <laughs> yeah so we can put that email in the show notes it's pretty funny that's like that's all it says i'm very i i don't have time for email <laughs> so um brian is like I'm going to compare him to Jeff a lot and I'm sorry if that's unfair to either of them but what's weird what I find weird about both of these guys is they're just incessant tinkerers right like I'm not that way it's like I see a thing and I'm like well let's I don't know if I can figure out how to make the thing and they're like well I'm going to figure out how to make the thing right it's this whole mindset that both of these guys have so Brian just starts firing ideas off I mean, and there's like chains of messages and texts and pictures and images and prototypes. I'm going to start sharing some of the early prototypes I got from Brian like early last year, like in the spring. And then like by the summer, like early June or so, we had kind of figured out most of what we wanted the design to be. So, you know, the general aesthetic and now is figuring out well, what does the clip material need to be to ensure it's durable? What does the nose cone shape need to be to look good and function properly? And, you know, attached to the magnet, how strong does the magnet need to be? All these extra, extra fine details. Mm -hmm. That took months. We were initially, when we started talking early last year, we wanted to launch like September last year. But it just takes that long, right? Like we've talked about how I've got all these things launching at once. It's because it takes that long. Um, It's not... It, the intention was never to have all these things be land on top of each other. Yep. But Especially to because, get things right. let's be real, you're going to have two overlapping Kickstarter campaigns. We're going to be launching the Pin Attic <laughs> campaign hopefully within two weeks. Like, yes. So there's going to be two overlapping campaigns, which is less yeah. than ideal for you, I think, right? Like just it's not a, it's splitting not the best your look. attention um, mm-hmm. and people's money. 
But, yeah. you know, that sometimes it's just the way that things go. Right. But, like, we're, you know, we have a lot invested in the spoke pen. We have, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of test parts that we've, you know, we've got, you know, expenses and things mm-hmm. in this. So, at some point, you have to push the button, yes. right? You can't just sit <laughs> so, on it forever. Right. So, like, we're, we're, we were done sitting on it over the holidays. Like, we weren't going to launch in December or, you know, 1st of January. So, this is when it happened like even though we wanted it to happen in september we weren't ready so um yeah like the amount of uh tinkering and and sampling and prototyping we did to uh get this to where it is is was has been a lot like i have so many parts at my house i can't imagine what brian's house and garage looks like like he has all the equipment to quickly prototype but not to like mass produce right mm-hmm. he can print do 3d printed parts he can has a small lathe like he can knock out like the prototype stuff for us to test out and see if we want to pursue it further. So, um, yeah, as of yesterday, we were ready to pursue it further. So I want to talk about the design of the pen a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of like understand why, why this pen, why this refill, um, if you can share some of those details. Yeah. So I, it's clear that I love this refill. It's been my number one gel pen, recommendation for probably the existence of this blog at and this least for is the last the four Unibol or five years sino dx right and yeah. it's many iterations but you prefer it in the 0.38 i prefer it in the 0.38 we're uh we're actually shipping out the 0.5 with it but i think most people are buying it because they already have the dx and want to use the purples and greens and oranges and things that they have yeah and i wouldn't recommend shipping it with the 0.38 because most people are no, not no, no. like that yeah, we'll send it, ship it with a basic black ink uh, refill. But um, anyway, I it's the best gel ink refill and the product that's the most lacking of specialty barrels for being such a popular pen. Like there's Pilot G2 barrels everywhere. Um, there's Pilot High Tech C barrels everywhere for like two of the most popular gel ink pens. And the DX has never gotten that treatment um, other than like in a mass uh, refill pen like the Tiarto, which is I love, and I'm huge fans of the Big Eye Design guy, and so it's got like a clamp in the front of the pen to adjust to you know 200 different refills. So like the, and they did an old DX just like a tube where you use the tube like an aluminum tube or stainless tube, and use like the front end of the DX um, tip uh, refill and screw it on there. But that was never a good a good option and that's one of like their first designs like seven or eight years ago so the dx just does not have its own pen and it's such a popular pen that i like i should it should have its own barrel treatment i thought like it just deserved it i want it right i'm i've always used the dx there's always one sitting on my desk and it's always in the basic plastic barrel well i'm someone who likes to upgrade the barrels and i like to have cool looking barrels and i like to have fun colors to play with and that's uh i wanted to make it specifically for the dx uh brian is funny all along that he didn't wasn't aware of the dx and i was adamant that it had to be we're only doing this if it's specific to the dx and he's like well but you know we could fit other refills in there i was like we can do that later like we can make all kinds of stuff later, but the DX needs some love, and I want to be the one to do it, and I want you to do it's it with point me. Of difference. He's like, I'm in. Yeah, it's like I can make generic pen for everything, and maybe sell a lot more of them, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, there, this was a deliberate choice, 
even though it does fit a few other refills, actually, surprisingly enough, it doesn't fit things like the Pilot G2 or the Parker refills or the Schmidt refills. It doesn't fit any of those because it's, it's this is the DX barrel. Like, and that's what I want it to be. You know, we have built, and we'll talk about what we're going to do later, but I mean, we've built, you know, a pin that can be modified to other things later, but that's not what we're doing now. We're making the DX barrel and that's it. Can I just say only a few people are going to really, well, actually, do you know what? I think a lot of people are going to do this, get this. DX was a popular team in wrestling in like the 90s. <laughs> I missed that. Generation X. Now, oh. whilst again, like there aren't as many wrestling fans today, there were a lot more then. So it's just kind of funny you, when you say it, yeah. all I keep hearing in my head is break it down, mm. which a lot of people <laughs> will get. Um, but yeah, sure. You know. Well, the fu- the funniest thing that I find is that this is really not the name of the pin at all, but that's what it goes by for some reason. Um, you know, it's the Signo um 151 and is it the, is it a hard g or soft g do we know this it's a hard we do it's because we used to it's call Signo. it the sino right it's signo okay that's a for sure we worked on this uh years ago it's signo it took me a while Signo. to get my pronunciation changed yeah. but it is signo so, so tell me the design of the pen um mm. where did the design come from uh, what considerations were made and then also like I want to know a little bit about the options that you have available for people mm-hmm. and why you've chosen the amount of options you've chose. Is it too many or too little? Well, I think that there's quite a lot there, but there isn't, <laughs> okay. but there isn't okay. as many, for example, as there were variations in the original Knockco Kickstarter yeah. campaign. Yeah. So we'll we'll get we'll get down to that. But yeah. Um we'll talk about the style first. Mm-hmm. I love the spoke four pencil sold me on it's very every, reminiscent that Brian to the spoke do. four right like it yeah. very very much so so i wanted to take that barrel and stick this refill in it i was like we don't have to change anything give me that pin and we'll jam this refill in well it obviously doesn't work it's not no. that simple no. uh to modify that because the spoke pencil is essentially an external sleeve for a full length pentel lead mechanism right so it's but we took we wanted to keep that same style because that's the style i liked i like the um i like the the barrel design with the cutouts and the the scalloping i like the separate grip colors because i like to have um you know a lot of different color options or materials options mm-hmm. i like to have choice um and you can i bet have it'd too be much fun choice. If, if you use one of the colored versions like a colored ink right one of the colored signs yeah. you'll see some color coming through there and stuff which would be fun no 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 no, no. you will no? not so we'll talk about this uh, oh, okay so the the way this pen is designed so when you look at the pictures and you see that internal color uh-huh. like you're looking at black probably in most uh-huh. of the pictures right that's a physical sleeve. Oh. So that's a part we will be able to change and modify. If you go look at a model we call it, we're calling the Joker, and we'll get into all these options in a second, you can see it's a purple sleeve. That's not a purple refill. Oh. So we're going to ab- okay. We're gonna be able to choose. That's actually kind color. of better. Like, so in mm-hmm. the future, in the future, you could offer mm-hmm. different color inlays, right? Yes. Okay. That's a good way to put it. It's like it's like an inlay. It's not technically an inlay, but it's an inner sleeve. Mm-hmm. That's its own that's its own cylinder in that barrel part that we slot in there. So you don't actually see the refill 
through the slots through the pin slots okay so it was it was keeping that i wanted to keep that kind of design the spoke for pencil design and then it was just figuring out how to convert it into best fit the dx the hardest part of course with it, it to me with any metal pin is the closure system you know we're not do we weren't going to do a retractable pin this refill is not made to be retractable so we're going to do a capped pin well with a metal capped pin you normally do either threaded barrels you know cap and barrel threads or uh, magnets because it's really hard there's not a lot of options for metal on metal closures um we tried to avoid doing threads just from an aesthetic purpose and we succeeded by able to do a magnet cap but that also prevents you from posting the pin like we had to make a choice and generally with metal pins the the choice um to not have the cap posted on the back is pretty common just because it's it's ends up being technically a bad decision you either have to adjust the barrel style reline the cap for it to slide on deeply like i've seen pins that have done it good but only like one or two or you have to have a screw um threading on the back end and really extend the pin or you have to have it wide enough so the metal pen, will... the pen body is too big to post like i, yeah. I know that it's going to frustrate some people that you can't post because there are posting mm-hmm. people out there in the world but like yep then this pen just isn't for you because it would be a disaster yeah. It would be if there's no there's no good answer to that with yeah. what we wanted to make. Yeah. Like we could recreate something, maybe you know, um, you know, figure out how to do it later. But that's not a priority with this at all. No. So, um, like in all the designs decisions, or based on that style of the spoke pen, but based on the um, options that it gives you. So, like, there's ten different parts we talk about in the campaign, and we can like, and it's all aluminum unless we're call out titanium, but like the end caps on each of these pins are aluminum and they're anodized. So we can change the colors of the end caps. Um, you can, we can change the colors of all these parts and we're keeping it where we're actually down to the basics for the Kickstarter campaign. Aside from the two special ones, we're calling addition pins just to give an example of, Hey, later we're going to be able to make a barrel that has pretty much any color configuration you can think of. And that's going to be our goal long term. So it's super, it seems super complex and convoluted and we actually had a really hard time figuring out how to make the rewards as simple as possible. Um, and we were changing the rewards up until about 10 minutes before launch. Like I've been sick to my stomach for days before we launched <laughs> just cause it's anxiety. Like, are you doing it right? Like, is this the right thing you want? And it, the rewards are never like a price thing. We don't didn't change the pricing on any, but is it, can we convey our message to where people will understand what they're supporting, you know, by these backer levels. So that's like the hardest challenge with writing the rewards when you have several options of pins. So we actually try to keep it as simple as possible from a Kickstarter perspective. And then we can get crazy after the Kickstarter when we're selling them directly since it's funded and it looks like it's going to be a thing. Hmm. So (laughs) the options that you have, Mm-hmm. all the colors and stuff it's just not a problem like how is you how are you going to do this for us yeah. for us in manufacturing and assembly and stuff so no I, I don't see it as being a problem um we have a factory that can batch anodize us parts in like the hundreds of quantities like small enough quantities 
um, to where it's very feasible to us to offer several different colors and Mm -hmm. we'll be assembling all the pins ourselves, me and Brian, we're doing the assembly of the pins. So we're ordering parts and, uh, and then doing the assembly ourselves. So yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like, well, this is the start and we have, you know, options to do lots of fun colors. Let's do it. Why would, I don't want to, I mean, there's only in some, I love all my black and silver pens, but you know, I need some color on my desk too, right? Why don't we do it? Evan Max in the chat just suggested the title "We Have a Factory," which like <laughs> Brad hated pet the DX so much that he went and bought a factory, and now he's making his own his own. Yeah, pens. we do not we do not have a factory. We have an us <laughs> we have an assembly line. <laughs> the B and B assembly line is about all we have. We do not have a factory, but we have no. factories that do our work for us. Where is Brian based? Uh, North Carolina. Okay, so, so that's meet, not too far for you. Frequently, again, it's just it's like I didn't perfect. know where he was when we yeah, started the thing, right? That's how it was with Jeff. It's like the similarities are just eerie. So I did back, by the way. Obviously, because I love love Appreciate my buddy, it. and uh, I've gone for the two pens mm-hmm. because I want the Joker and the Orange Crush. I want them yep. too, which yep. are. Uh, they are what you're calling spoke pen edition. So, like right. as, as well as the like the seven color options that you have: silver, red, mm-hmm. orange, purple, gold, blue, and black, which are the traditional mm-hmm. ones, which you mm-hmm. can get in uh, aluminium or titanium grip. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also doing two kind of like put together customs. So one is right. the Joker, which is a gold body. Lime right? green. Lime, lime, lime green. green, sorry. It looks a bit gold. And it pictures, man. What are you going to do? Could be. Uh, Anodization, yeah. Yeah. And you've got like a purple inlay mm-hmm. with a purple cap and a black aluminium grip. That's that one. Mm-hmm. Then the mm-hmm. Orange Crush, wonderful name, mm-hmm. REM reference, right. acknowledged, uh, which is all orange with a aluminium, silver aluminium inside uh, and a titanium grip and aluminium end caps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why are you doing these two as well? Is it just for funsies? Because we want to show what we expect to offer when we're done. So you're do- so the 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 ultimate idea here is a again very knockco like bunch of mm-hmm. colors that we think mm-hmm. look cool in mm-hmm. a limited run maybe or run for mm-hmm. a period of time. Mm-hmm. Like here's five pens. They all look like this, but they don't look boring. Right. So we'll have a stock lineup, which yep. is essentially our black anodized aluminum parts with colored barrels, right? The the classic lineup, if you will. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have the additions lineup where we can do whatever we want, right? You will always be able to buy a stock, you know, spoke pen that looks really cool and is really nice and really well made. And then we're going to be able to do some really cool stuff with materials and colors in the pen. And the DX is a good platform for that because they have like 30 different colored refills already. Like if, you know, maybe we'll make a uni- unicorn barf pen for your pink refill, like, you know, and we can just do smaller batches and smaller editions of these and, you know, release them every quarter or six months. I don't know. We haven't totally figured that out, but we wanted to put those pins in as an example of the fun stuff we'll be able to do later. And if, you you've been involved in business with me for a long time now i if i'm not having fun i'm not gonna do it so like if i can do fun fun silly stuff while doing 
really good stuff at the same time, I'm even like more in than ever before. So it's funny you mentioned the orange crush and the color of the Joker because I told Brian sent me the picture of the orange crush with REM's monster uh, CD behind it. And I said, oh, yeah, that looks good, except Orange Crush is on green, you know, the green album. And that has an orange color, too, uh, tint to it. But he put the green album up against in the background like he did with the Monster CD, and it basically turned the pen yellow, so we couldn't use it. (laughs) So the orange colors of those two cds affected how these anodization colors look in light which is why what you're why what you're calling gold is actually green and what's purple you know some people have called magenta like it's super hard to to uh do the anodization but i will say like our group picture like the rainbowish type picture those colors are really accurate but you know you never know with anodization there can always be some variants but i thought that was a funny little anecdote we couldn't use the picture of the real album that the that the name came from because it threw off the color too much that's wonderful. All right, I have some more questions for you, but let's right. take a break and thank our friends over at FreshBooks. It's probably very pertinent to you right now, yeah, small business yeah, owners. Big time. They, they need to do invoicing, they need to do expense tracking, and they need to get paid. FreshBooks does this, and they drastically reduce the time that it takes for their over 10 million customers to deal with these exact issues. So FreshBooks can automate late payment email reminders. So when you send out an invoice with their wonderful system, which is so easy to use, which by the way, the way that you design it in their platform is exactly how it will arrive in the inbox. It's like what you see is what you get. So once you send that invoice out, they can automate checking when it's been sent. And if it extends the period of time that you've set, they can send out late payment email reminders for you automatically. So you don't have to spend time chasing payments. You can spend more time getting your work done. And on every invoice, they track everything for you so they'll see when it's been opened they'll see it's received right opened so you can see when it's printed it's one of the things i love about freshbooks so you can see exactly how your invoice is progressing through your client system which is wonderful if you're listening to this and you still haven't tried out freshbooks now is the time because they are offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this very show no credit card required to do it all you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash pen addict and enter the pen addict in the how did you hear about us section so it's freshbooks.com slash pen addict to sign up for that 30-day trial our thanks to freshbooks for their support of this show and relay fm all right so this is obviously a big success for you so far um, and is and you know long may this Kickstarter continue to grow and grow and grow in funds. Uh, you know, let's keep that going. It's mm-hmm. continu- even continuing to go up as we're recording today, which is wonderful. But mm-hmm. I want to know what the future holds for this collaboration. Like, is this a one-time deal? What's going to happen here? No. So we don't have any dead set numbers that if we hit this goal, this happens, or if we hit this goal, that happens. But I think. Essentially, Brian and I looked at this as the trial run to partnership in the company for me, if you will. Like it's right. his com- it's his company. But if this goes well, we become full well, partners. It has in- gone well. Yeah. Yeah. And um so we become full partners in Spoke. So I'm essentially wow. a co will be a this is not finalized or anything yet, but we're tracking this way. I'll essentially be a co-owner of Spoke, like I am of Knock, and I'll have my hands in all of the Spoke um, 
products uh, going forward and will be essentially a part of the company as a as a co-owner, as an equal partner in the company. So that's the goal to get this done um, and using this campaign to, to test that out. And I say it's gone pretty well so far. So, you know, like I'll have my hands in, you know, spoke pencil things and other, whatever other spoke products we create. So yeah, this will be a full on business entity under the pen addict umbrella, if you will. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this isn't a one-off project, right? Unless it like tanked or just did average or whatever then you know one and done we're happy we made a cool pen and we'll move on and we'll keep doing our own things but if we can make it a thing then we felt it's best that i come on as an equal partner in the company and i think that's where we're headed what is like the process looking like from getting these out though like how are you feeling about the deadline that you set pretty good um it at some point if for some reason this goes like haywire berserk right once we like if we i don't know starting i don't even know what the number would be like if we all of a sudden like hit eighty thousand and there's no end in sight we'll stop our current reward levels and then we'll have to offer a second batch of reward levels where we push them back like two or three months right okay so that's that's all we're not capped by by quantity um we will be capped like by time and we'll have to push that back Mm -hmm. at some point just because we can't physically um, put all these pins together in a reasonable time frame, but you know, the, we're still a little bit ways off from that. But we do have that plan in place. Um, if it gets to a number where we feel is untenable, our factories have been I can turn around our products really quickly. Like our all of our prototype stuff has had good turnaround times, and um, you know, we we haven't done any like large scale assembly, but you know, it seems like it should go reasonably. So right now, we feel totally fine at that. And if we feel it starts getting too far or or too much, we will um we'll have a separate uh, timeline for later backers. I think that that's perfectly reasonable, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but like nothing will affect like the yeah the quantities we receive or anything like that. We like physically getting the stuff is not an issue. It's just the time to put things together would push us back a little bit if it got uh, got a little bit crazy. Uh, and you know everybody's favorite question stretch goals stretch goals you're gonna have those <laughs> we don't have defined stretch goals okay. we might do something yeah. if we did anything we'd we'd, add, we'd throw in another choice for people to choose for uh-huh. an addition color or material or something like that um brian and i are on the same page on stretch goals and we've talked about stretch goals a thousand times i'm not anti-stretch goal but you got to do it for a reason and it's just really kind of got to be a throw-in it's not we don't do stretch goals to get people like you're not going to do a stretch goal and get a lot of new people into the campaign necessarily. You're doing it for your backers to give them something else cool for doing something well. And you know, we don't have defined levels or defined product that we do for that. So maybe, maybe not probably leaning towards maybe not, but you never know. There has to be a reason, right? And if it doesn't come up naturally, there's no point forcing it. Yeah. So we don't do force stretch goals. We're not set at every, you know, $10,000, $10,000, we're going to introduce a new color. We're not going to do that. And there are some campaigns that are built that way, and it's fine. But if your right. campaign isn't built that way, yeah. it's not if, necessarily a good idea to just push Well, because if it, if it was built that way, we'd have launched with three colors, and I, I would have released the next four just to be a tease, right? Like, I would yes. have already had it done. I'm just going to give you all the stuff up front, and I hope you like it, and you can choose to back it then. I'm not going to, like, purposely 
hide the other stuff just for every 5,000 mark so I can send you an email. Yeah. All right. I'm very proud of you. Uh, Thank you. Because you're just continuing to do more great stuff very well and seeing incredible success. We're really so, happy with where this has gone so far. It's it's yeah. exceeded our expectations by a lot, I think. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, less than tw- no, 24 hours, 200%, that's kabonkas. Uh, yeah. This is probably your most successful, like, in pure, like... <sighs> Yeah, I think launch-wise. The launch, yeah. yeah like like I'm first, trying to find the terms, you know? It's like you usually like the first 48 hours and the last 48 hours are where all the, yeah. all the big movement happens. Um, this is definitely like... And we didn't set like a phony like uh, launch goal like $999 so we can say we beat it by, you know, 10 million thousand percent, mm-hmm. right? We set... I've always set realistic goals. Like we have a lot of money invested into this. And we need to make a certain amount of money to like get going. <laughs> yeah, I do know. I'm laughing because like, I just did my favorite thing. I went to Kick Track, uh-huh. which is that um, estimation system for Kickstarter right. campaigns. So right. you're going to make six hundred and forty-four thousand dollars on this. So good luck, right? Right. And congratulations. It it's just a straight, straight equal a straight line, line. The entire it's like a straight thing. line. You're trending yeah. towards six hundred thousand dollars. So that's really Sweet. great. Sweet. Let me know how that works out. Can for I me. have like fifty thousand just for fun when you get there? Yeah, yeah, we could probably Great. work something out. Thank you so much. I, I don't know. Like, I'll do, <laughs> so, I'll do some like, I'll do like a photo shoot or something. You know, like, I, I, I could be like the face of the brand. Like, whatever you need, like, I, mm. I can do that for you. Okay, you are hip, that kind of hipster guy. But we're yeah, for. I could do that. You know, it would look good. But no, but seriously <laughs> though, like, you know, I've been getting on you for years to do this, and. Uh, I know. Mm. This is I'm you know and you've right you've done what you always do you've waited until the right opportunity comes along you didn't rush it um and you've made something that looks super super cool uh with a great story behind it which is the Brad Dowdy way so I'm very proud of you and <laughs> I can't you. wait to see how this ends up resulting me too it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun few weeks and again like everybody needs to put their money where they should put it they should totally give it to you but also don't forget that we have a kickstarter <laughs> campaign coming in a couple of weeks time which was really really helpful if you can back it well, and we have some great rewards in place we do we do it's going to be awesome but don't forget you also have bills to pay and rent and food to put on your table and a family too so that's what i mean <laughs> value your money highly also keep a slice of it it's, for us but do what yeah. you need to do in your life yeah, yeah. these things are just kind of happen sometimes you like I said earlier, sometimes you got to push the button, and they happen to be all the buttons at the same mm-hmm. time. So, and again, but also again, another note: like we're not a charity; uh, we're yeah. businesses. If only give us the money if you want what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, totally, totally. And I just let me wrap this up, just saying thank you all for mm-hmm. all the support. Thank you, Mike, for just your all your help. You like. Mike helps me out a lot behind the scenes with my mental state and running. He allows me to run things by him um, that come out of left field sometimes. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And thank you for all the listeners and supporters and readers and backers. I mean, I couldn't, I literally could not do it without you like that. Those words, I do not take lightly. I literally would not be here without y'all. So thank you so much for allowing me to do this. Should we do a couple of us TPA? Let's do a couple so we because can end on a fun note rather than an emotional note. Yeah, I'm not going to cry. Promise. I was, I was, I was crying in the in the bathroom most of the the last few days. And why do you choose the position. bathroom? Is that your crying place? 
well because the floor is colder like is you know you want to get that chill in there and get so you like miserable. straight up like laying down crying mm, fetal fetal position yeah are we being like, serious i know you cry no no, Do you no go- i'm not serious okay but where were you crying? Because I know you've cried. I know you've cried in the last twenty four hours. There's no way you haven't. I haven't. I haven't yet. What? I haven't yet. I, I've thought about it. it's. Uh, you thought about it, it. You considered it. Well, but just decided th- not to. <laughs> no, I. I said, what's the point when I'm going to cry? I think it's probably going to be at the close, right? Right. Right. So right. like that'll be like that's probably when I'll cry. I've been like yeah. trying not to. I've been trying not to throw up for days. Okay. Like, that's good. Serious. Like seriously. No. No. I get that. Like, yeah. I think the crying thing has changed for both of us now because mm-hmm. we have experienced the like overwhelming, unbelievable nature of of like a project being funded. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like towards the end when you see just how much right like this mm-hmm. is when the emotion really hits in the in the in the strongest way, right? Because I know yeah. for me it was like that first time when our campaign funded was unbelievable and now it's more like there are there are different things that happen each time that are unbelievable mm-hmm. if that makes right. sense because you get like a little desensitized to it from the raw emotion like it's an incredible right. thing like you've done an incredible thing but like if your first kickstarter campaign funded the way that this one did i don't think i would have been able to talk to you today <laughs> you know right. what i mean like it just changes yeah, over time sure. like because you once you experience something the, yeah. the 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 shock of it isn't there anymore so then you look for different right. things but uh, yeah i mean my eyes water a lot i reflect on it a lot and i think about it a lot so i'm just uh mm-hmm. realize how, how lucky i am to be able to work for myself and have uh people that support whatever visions i have and whatever shenanigans i want to do and um uh, you know hopefully we can pr- provide a little little shun- sunshine in their life when they need it so uh that's what we're here for Evan Max Tweets says, I barely have any blue inks because I tend to think of blue as standard or boring. All I have that's close are Aqua or Teal, like Sailor, Yamadori, and Lamy Pacific. Can you recommend any true blues that don't feel stuffy? I think there's a huge blue, basic blue backlash, and I think it's justified, honestly, because of two reasons. One, in general, for new fountain pen users, they're boring. Two that a lot of people were brought up on these inks and they never want to see them again, right? A lot of people came up writing, you know, especially, you know, Europeans came up writing with blue inks in school and, like, that doesn't necessarily bring back fond memories. But, and it's also, like, the base cartridge that ships with a lot of your your first, your very first fountain pen. So the fountain pen thing has always been about exploration once you get in the door and that's leaving basic blues behind which I pretty much have. The only one that I like in use in any kind of reasonable um, rotation, like any kind of usage, is Pilot Blue. I like Pilot Blue. It's a little bit richer than like the Lamy Blues or Pelican Blues, which are a little bit lighter, a little bit more royal, a little bit more traditional. I find the Pilot Blue to be a little bit richer. That's the one I would go for. If I was going for a basic blue, like I just started um, using that Ackermann Delphs blue, and it's just fine. Like it's just not that special. So that's a hard question. I know Waterman blue is still the most popular ink at pen shows because it's a good color and it doesn't harm pens. So you'll find pretty much every vintage table will have a bottle of Waterman blue. But you know, if I'm going to do that, I'm just going to get Mysterious blue and get that blue black I need. So. 
check out Pilot Blue. That's probably my recommendation. Everyone will have a, a different idea of the basic blue, but I think in general you're right, Evan. Like it's kind of boring, and that's why we go for things like the bright blues, like you know, aqua and teals and things like that. So it's a, uh, it's a. Be careful over committing to any <laughs> one huge bottle of blue ink because you might get bored easily. So give Pilot Blue a shot. Benga asks, I've been enjoying a Statler Triplus fine liner that I found in my stash. Any similar or better options that I could be looking at? I'm happy to try different barrel shapes. It's the writing experience that I like. I'm not hung up on anything else. So what's funny is these the barrel shape for this style of pen is almost generic. <laughs> they all use the same basic idea of mm-hmm. the Statler Fineliner, the Secure Pigma Micron, the Kuratakis that I love, uh, the Copics. They're all generally the same. So I wish I could tell you some cool cool barrel uh, Fineliner drawing type pen that uh, you should try, but there's not anything with a cool barrel. I do find the Kuratakis to be the best they also have the least color options. Um, the Kurataki Zig Mangaka is my favorite by a long shot. And I still use the Sakura Pigma Microns more than the fine liners, the Statler ones. But I do like the Statler ones, and those are extraordinarily popular. Um, you'll see like a lot of artists using those in their work, like Joanna Basford, um, whose people never got back to us for an interview on the show, but I'm not bitter. Um, she... She uses those for all her detailed artwork. So those are the Statler one is a great choice. It's a very high quality. It's a lot of people's number one pen in that market. I prefer some of the other ones, but it's like a 1A, 1B, 1C type of situation. They're all super good. And they all have the same barrel pretty much. The I find actually the Kuratagi has the least aggressive edge on the barrel cap um, where it seals off. So um, if that edge bothers you like the fine liner and the micron does, uh, check out the Kuratagi um, and the Copics. They're a little bit better. All right. And our final question today comes in from Maison de Domenco, which is a great name. Nice. How does someone incorporate extra ink cartridge, ink or cartridges into their everyday carry? I keep running out of ink when I'm away from my desk. So the, I, I love this question, number one, because uh, Joe, our friend uh, Joe at the Gentleman Stationer, just did a, a, a blog post recently in praise of the, the humble ink cartridge, and I parroted his thoughts completely i'm a huge ink cartridge fan surprisingly enough for someone who uses you know lots of fountain pens and eyedroppers pens and does crazy things i love ink cartridges for how easy they are i always keep them in a case because i'm usually carrying a case with me because i i I make pen cases i'm not sure if you know about that um so i'll like if i'm using uh, any case with any type of zip i'll throw two or three ink cartridges in there without a doubt if i have pens that are inked up with cartridges i'll throw a backup cartridge in those things Outside of that, you can get little tiny containers that will hold like three short international cartridges or four international short international cartridges. Um, you can get those from like any art supply store. It's just like a little tin. It's like a little Altoids mini tin, or you can even get some Altoids mini, get good breath and use them for cartridge storage um, when you're done having good breath. So, and that gets really out of the way if you have a purse or a bag or a backpack or even a pocket. You can throw those in without even noticing anything, but you can get, um, you can find some real small aluminum tins that don't take up any space. And I know that's a popular way to carry them too. So you do kind of have to have an extra, you know, an extra spot for them um, and think about carrying them, but it's pretty easy to throw in some extras um, more, more easier than you may think. 
All right, I think that about wraps us up for today. Um, you should go to our show notes. You can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 345 to get those. Uh, and I really recommend that people do and that they go and click the Kickstarter link that's in there and go and back Brad and Brian's Kickstarter campaign. We'll have to have Brian on the show as we round out towards the end uh, of the campaign so we'll we can we can hear from the man with the plan. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe you're the man the with the plan. He's the no. man with the actual skills. No, I just work with the men with the plans. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. She's the people with the plans. People with the yeah. plans sounds good because you've got all the mm-hmm. alliteration in there. Right. Um, you can go to penaddict.com, knock.co to find Brad's other work, and you can find him on uh, Instagram where he's penaddict, uh, Twitter, dowdyism, D O W D Y I S M. I am iMike, I M Y K E, on penaddict. On Panatic. Why do I always do that? On Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. So you can follow me there. Follow me on Instagram. I like Instagram. I think other people like it too. You should follow me there. Uh, I want to thank FreshBooks and ExpressVPN for their support of this show. Uh, but most importantly, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>